got banks, they got mm. post offices, they got restaurants, and there's never a line. Nobody wants to live there, but if you're fool enough to live there, then you don't have to wait in line. It's pretty nice with that. Um, what is that? Uh, the uh, that foothill has all the all oh, the fast yes. food joints. And, uh, yes. Well, except uh, except Carl's Jr. Wendy's. I don't know. It's got the uh, it's got the <laughs> little Armenian delis in there and all that. I'm gonna tell you guys some of my hot spots. No, There's a chicken yeah, place good, down good, on good foothill. Good hummus. Good hummus on foothill. Oh yes. That should be the name of the city, right there, right <laughs> as you enter. Uh, La Crescenta, good hummus, and no waiting. <laughs> All right, so last, so we saw you about six months ago. You've basically just been out playing yeah. in that six months. And now, a lot of bands have to make time to go back into the studio to cut another record, and sometimes they can't do it. They're out on the road promoting for two years at a time or whatever. But you guys, I know, have your studio in your garage, and it seems like you could, like, chip away at an album more than another band could. Like, doesn't it seem like, like, if you're in a band, if you're in the Counting Crows, you got to book uh, three weeks mm -hmm. of studio time, then you got to go to the studio, then you got to finish the album. But can you guys sort of peck away at it? Well, I mean, that's the great thing about having your studio at your house. But, I mean, we just got back from this European-Australian tour, and we've only been here for, like, we're only going to be here for four days before we start this next tour, and we're getting two remixes in in the studio, so um, we're staying busy. Right. Did you guys get busted in some crack house recently? I like how you start out that was the other with the, uh, with the easy questions. That and was the other that one in there. <laughs> I don't know. Ann just told me that like two days ago, and I said, no, not my crystal method. No, no. charges filed. All right. So you guys were just hanging out. We were actually uh, hanging out for five minutes. Really? That's yeah. bad timing. <laughs> Extremely it, bad. It, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a crack house. It was just a friend's loft where they lived with a bunch of people who, you know, everybody just kind of left everybody's business to them. So what did the cops do? Raid the place while you guys were there? The mm -hmm. cops had, yeah, the cops had arrested someone who had driven away from this place. Who, mm -hmm. They stopped him. He had something in the car. Then they brought that guy back to where he drove from, which happened to be... Uh, which was this house that by then me and Scott were at, uh -huh. and they just busted everyone in and near and around the house. So they just did they haul you in? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We oh. had uh, we had our, stick, our ticket stubs from the James Addiction show down at the what was that place? The, the Olympic Green yeah Olympic. And we were like, look, we you we just pulled up, we just we left just the show. got here. We we and they <laughs> we they had, had the house under surveillance for like an hour or two no hours priors. before. I mean, they don't want to hear it. The guys who do the busting, they mm -hmm. only want numbers. Right. They want just like as many people as they can grab onto, and then they're down there giving high fives to their uh, got to their buddies. We're we'll stop talking about them, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we got you, ten tonight. Yeah. We got nine. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, and the DA's like, let them all go, idiots. You know. So you got out of there. Yeah. All right. I'd uh, <clears throat> hate to have to go out there and spring you guys. You know, I do know a few folks down in the Glendale, or probably wasn't in Glendale. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing uh, L.A. Yeah. It was a Parker Center. They don't have enough uh, uh, crack houses in uh, Glendale and the valleys they do in the city. There should be some sort of program. You know how they bus inner city kids into? They should move some crack houses in there just as Out a sort of, uh, yeah, as sort of cultural di diversification program or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll Dr. John's on. really into that. Yeah. <laughs> John, you know what crack is? Yeah. yeah okay. All right. I'm so right we're right. gonna we're gonna hear stuff. Uh, we're gonna hear stuff off of Vegas, uh, the CD. Absolutely. And uh, maybe something else from uh, Crystal Method, and we'll go to the phones now. Uh, Tanya.
Yeah. You're 22. Yep. What's going on? Okay, I had a question for Dr. John. All right. Okay. Um, I was molested when I was younger by my uncle. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I still see him. I still talk to him. It's, we've never, the subject has never been brought up again about it. What happened? How old were you? How old was I? I was about eight, eight or nine. Uh-huh. What do you remember? Oh, I remember it clearly. And what did he uh-huh. do to you? He sexually molested me. Um, it was anal sex. Oh, gee, that is, uh, that is uh, molestation with a capital M. Yeah, and I mean, I see him, and he's got two kids now. He's married. Uh, I've never, mm-hmm. ever brought up the subject again. But what I don't, you know, I don't see it as affecting my sexual life or my relationships or anything. I'm going to go on a limb here and say sodomy at age nine by family member. Mm, yeah. Yep. I think that may affect things. Well, I don't, I the thing so. is, I don't see it. I mean, I hear your callers all the time calling about it, and then you gamble on them or whatnot to see, you know, what had happened to them in the past. Yeah. Did you get any counseling or anything? No. Have you talked with your family members or anybody about it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows you've kept it to yourself. Well, how have you dealt with it? I forgot about it for a while, and then I'd say about in high school, I remembered it again. Uh But I never brought it up again. I mean, I see him. How old are his kids? Um, A year old Mm. and three. And what concerns do you have for them? I'm just kind of worried if he might do the same to them. Yeah, obviously. The yeah. whole uh, sodomy slash uh, molestation—it's uh, no hobby. I don't it know. really isn't. It's a way of life. It's not something the guys dabble in and go. Well, geez, maybe I'll sodomize my niece, and then when they're done, no, they go, "Man, it wasn't what it cracked up to be." Uh, that's enough of that. I'm going right back to the heterosexual stuff with uh, my wife. No, I mean this this guy's got a screw loose. I mean he's. I don't know. Should I? I mean, confront him now about it? I don't know. Should I even bother with it, or whose whose well, brother is he? My mother. And nobody nobody in the family knows, so it's no, nobody it's your at all. secret. Um, you know, it was one of those where he terrified me, and he told me if you tell somebody, it's your fault. How screwed up is your mom? Mom's fine. Really? Yeah. She just has a uh, a brother that uh, dabbles in sodomy, but um, she's fine. Mm-hmm. You should that privately confront him with a tape recorder. I think. With what? The tape recorder. Yeah, and then um, Crystal Mass could do a whole, like, remix, like a dance club track on it or something. Tanya, let me talk a little bit about your options, because you can report this to uh, Department of uh, Child and Family Services, and you can do it anonymously, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's two reasons to do it. The primary one is to protect the children now, Mm -hmm. and the other is to take care of any issues that you may need. Uh, to take care of over there. Do this. they not have a statute of limitations on this kind of stuff? I mean, wasn't it was it dropped or reworked or something? Well, or am I, I don't confused? think that there would be any charges filed on Tanya because of the years. What are we talking? Fourteen years. Um, and then the 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 proof. I mean, it'd be very difficult. It's your word against. Oh, this. there's no way I can prove it. I'm. But the fact that you report it and you talk to a social worker about it, they I would think. Uh-huh. would go out and investigate. Uh-huh. And now what that's going to do is ra- open up the whole can of worms. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes no these guys have, have other things in their file. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? That's uh-huh. what happens when they get these priests or whatever. Uh, one, two, three, four people show up, and then they start uh, putting connecting the dots. And then they go bust these guys. Or if he doesn't have anything in his file, then at least he will now. 
And then if there's any question of something a couple of years down the road, they'll be looking at your statement. You know what I mean? When it comes yeah. to his kids. Yeah. Well, there's no question this is going to blow your whole family out of the water. Oh, yeah. I... All right. There's no question about that. And I think you need, uh, you're doing the right thing by first talking to us about it, talking to others about the possible consequences that yeah, this could cause. The only person I've ever told was my boyfriend about it. How, um... How did you get by? I mean, how can you... You have a normal relationship yeah, now? I have a great relationship. I've been with him for a year and a half. I finished school. I finished college. I have a great job. You don't cry when you make love? No. No. In um, have a great sex life. You don't have any weird thing where you want him to call you, uh, mommy, no, or... No, no. Nothing at all. That's what surprises me, because when I hear a lot of your callers, and they're like, yeah, I was molested. All right, well, here's my answer. Imagine how sane you'd be if this guy didn't sodomize. <laughs> you'd probably be heading up your own Fortune 500 company right now and uh, dating Harrison Ford. Oh, that'd be nice, but no. All right. Well, yeah. God bless you for being sane, but yeah, you got to say something about it you because... you got to protect these kids. I mean, you know, that whole... The thing that freaks me out is... Imagine that impulse. Like, my sister just rolled into town uh, from Germany a week ago. She has uh, my nephew. Uh, he's uh, one and a half. Mm -hmm. The impulse for me to do something to that kid uh, that was anything other than uh, loving is just a bizarre impulse. And I Absolutely. always think, especially sodomizing the kid, oh, and funny. I always think it's got to be kind of an F you to your brother or sister whose kid you're sodomizing. You know what I mean? I mean, I've argued about this with Drew before. He says, oh, there's no connection or something like that. But imagine, you're sodomizing your brother or sister's kid. Isn't that the greatest F you to them? I mean, tell me you don't have some animosity or some hatred built up for that sibling when you're doing that to their child. Yeah, typically, though, it's it's not for those reasons. Why? Why doesn't anyone agree with me on no, this one? Well, what about? Doesn't it factor in that they think because it's family, they might not get hassled about it later? Because they might not bring up dirty laundry because he. They are well, family? they can intimidate the child yeah. because they're going to see the child in a bunch of different contexts and they can scare the hell Why is that not a factor, the FU factor to the brother-sister? It, it doesn't involve that relationship. It involves the child. The, the yeah, but it's like turned you, you on... Sexually turned on by the child, not by fuing the sister, but that but is by getting it, turned on by the child. Well, it's a that's byproduct. The, of that's it. the pathology. All right, but you can go out and beat the crap out of that person's car with a station wagon, and that's a direct fu. But sodomizing their kid <laughs> is indirect. It's is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, that's genius. One hundred twenty-five <laughs> bucks for forty-five minutes of that, everybody. <laughs> Desiree, make the check out the doctor John. <laughs> you're sixteen. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, well, my problem is, okay, I have a boyfriend, and my neighbor and I, okay, I'm bisexual, and my neighbor and I, okay, we have sex together. Your female neighbor? Yes. Okay. And my problem is, I don't know how, if I should tell him, or I should let him know, like, just let him know that I'm bisexual and not tell him about her, because all three of us hang out together. How old is your neighbor? She's 17. How old's your boyfriend? He's 19. And how long have you been going out with your boyfriend? For about four months. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you like more, guys or girls? Um, it's both. <laughs> you like them both? Yeah. Uh, where's your dad? Uh, sleeping. Oh, really? 
<laughs> in prison or at home? At home. Really? Yes. Did he do anything weird to you? No. So you're just pure bisexual? Yeah, I don't. I, I think I've always been like that because I, when I was young, I used to look at women and right. guys too. Well, it's cheating, but um, it's not quite the same degree of cheating. I know you'll uh, want to argue with me on this one, John, but it's <laughs> How not. Do you figure? It's, well, uh, put it this way. Uh, again, I'll get back to my uh, using common uh, logic here. Kent, yes. uh, I don't know if you have a girlfriend. you have a girlfriend in there? Uh, uh, over there? broke up. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I don't want uh, to dredge up a bunch of bad feelings, <laughs> but let's just say you have a girlfriend. What would you rather have her? Uh, sleep with your best friend, uh, the male, or sleep with her best friend? Going with the latter. Yes, that's right. Now, it's still, um, you still, you wouldn't feel good about it. And it's still uh, a bit of a, you know, she's broken a little bit of a bond and some trust. But it's a matter of degree. Absolutely. Not quite as bad. You could get over that. Absolutely. If she promised to stop, you could move right on. Less damage to the ego. You may even masturbate to it on yeah. occasion. And one day that smile might come off his face, you know, <laughs> right afterwards. <laughs> but if you uh, sleep with a guy, that can be a deal breaker. I'm just telling you how guys think, Joe. Well, uh, thank you for okay. telling me how guys think. I'm, <laughs> I know you don't care. I'm enlightened. They don't put that in the books you're in. <laughs> All right, so what do you think your boy? how do you think your boyfriend would react if you told him you're bisexual? Well... All right, like, okay, because we watch Jerry Springer a lot, and you know how there's, like, always, like... You watch Jerry Springer? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. And there's always, like, a lot of gay people, and every time, you know, like, someone gay would go in there and say they're gay, he's like, oh, I hate faggots, da 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 Right. I mean, he just, he doesn't like them. Yeah. I'm afraid if I, if I let him know this, then, you know between me and him is not going to work. But if I do let him know, I have this feeling that, you know, he's going to want to do a threesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not what I want. Well, why don't you just stop carrying on with your neighbor and uh, have a relationship with your boyfriend? I don't know. You don't know? No, because I like... Because um, you're impulsive and you just want to do whatever feels good all the time? Yeah. Yeah. You use a condom? With him? Yeah. Yeah. No, with her. You, you, you put it over your head like Howie Mandel. <laughs> you do use a condom with him? Yes. All right. So your number one priority is not to get knocked up uh, by him. Number two, I, I might break it off with him and just not be in a serious relationship. You seem like a person who needs to date. You're 16. 16. You're attracted by uh, anything that walks. And why not just, you know, why do you have to be in a committed relationship? Hmm. You're not being fair to the guy. Okay. All right. Well, what do you think we're going to say? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Have them both? <laughs> well, you're doing that now. You didn't have to call in for us to give you the green light on that one. You should have called a few months ago before you started. All right. Here's what I would do. I would uh, A or B, and you guys uh, jump in and tell me uh, what you think. A, break things off with the neighbor and not say a word to him and just sort of make it up to him by being a good girlfriend and being faithful. Or B, tell him, listen, I'm 16, I'm still kind of experimenting, um, I want to have, I want to see other people, and that way he's, uh, he's caught up. It's one or the other. Huh? Anything else is, is, is uh, just an out-and-out -out lie. Yeah, she, All right. she can give a shot to telling him. Okay. Yeah, but then he's going to push for threesome. Well, okay. So you go for threesome. That's her choice. Their choice. All right, Desiree. 
You, you know what I like about Jerry Springer is he uh, he has that thing at the end where he does the uh, timeout or my thought or um, you guys ever watch it, no, John? You don't watch that. that show? No. You're a therapist. You don't watch that show? It's a good no, feeling. I don't. You guys watch that show? At the very end, uh, what the hell's it called, Engineer Mike or uh, Ann, when he does the uh, now it's Jerry's minute or um, uh, uh, the final word? Right. <clears throat> the show's an hour long. There's about uh, 58 minutes of uh, people beating the uh, F out of each other with folding chairs. And then he wraps it all up very nicely with about a 30-second <laughs> soliloquy at the end, talking about uh, relationships, nurturing, and moving on as a human being and growing. I, I, I like that. It's beautiful. It, it really be like if, um, if at the end of World War II, Hitler gave a little speech about <laughs> loving your brother. <laughs> It's kind of how you end this show. That is true. Mahalo. Mahalo. No, that just means, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> hey, would you pick another call? I got it right there. Uh, oh, I, I can't. I, I don't know what kind of Morse code that is. Three. Michelle. Hi. Hey. Oh. Oh, you wrote? Oh. Drew wrote, I mean, uh, John wrote on Drew's uh, Magic Marks-A-Lot board with an indelible ink pen. Uh -oh, you I'm are so busted. <laughs> he loves that board. You are screwed. Listen, uh, here's, here's what I'm saying. Uh, Drew won't be back in here until Sunday night. You have about three one. and a half days to make that thing right. No, don't buy him a new one. He'll know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The crew's coming. Engineer Mike's coming with a... Uh, oh, uh -huh. You need a coffee table Thank book, you. Mike. That's Thank wonderful. All right, Michelle? Yes. What's going on? Um, yeah, today um, my stepfather hit my mother in the face and busted her lip and um she kicked him out and filed a police report but she let him back tonight mm -hmm. so like i'm not sure like what to do because he's at home i'm at work right now mm -hmm. and um she's like at first i mean i could hear so i work at nights and i was sleeping during the day and they like woke me up there yelling and stuff and i heard her kick him out and it took him a while to leave and um i came out and like she had to go to the hospital and get stitches and everything uh what state or huh? What state are you in? I'm in Maryland. You don't have that uh, automatic somebody goes to jail thing? Um. Well, no. I, only if you press charges, apparently. Maryland's the beat me state. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's on all the license plates. <laughs> uh, so, why are you still living at home at 21? Well, I'm moving. I, I moved out for a while. <laughs> okay, I'm, hold on. Deal with that during the break, John. Let's look at it. He's in a panic. The fear of God is in there, man. <laughs> oh, you better hope Drew's not listening, too. <laughs> he may be on, like, uh, in Vail listening to a shortwave radio right now uh, on a red eye over here. Oh, uh, boy. All right, so your mom, what, was your dad abusive, too? No, no. Really? They got divorced a long time ago. I was like five, and um, we keep in contact with him regularly. Is this the first incidence of abuse? I thought it was, but then she told me earlier that it wasn't. Right. And, um, she just never told me before. So your mom's kind of uh, doesn't feel real good about herself, right? I think that's what it is, because she has had abusive boyfriends. Of course, before. naturally. Yeah. And uh, it's not the world's greatest place for you to uh, have been brought up in. <laughs> or for you to hang out in and try to sleep during the day. <laughs> so what what do you do? I mean, how do you change mom uh, at 50? Yeah, really. I mean, like like she she'll sit there and say all the bad stuff about him, but then like the next second, like the second I, say, I agree with her or 
adds something, she changes her story, and she's, like, defending him. Well, the, the guy hit her uh, hard enough in the face to require stitches. Yeah, he hit her with, like, a phone or something. I mean, like, she was on the phone, and he hit the phone, and it hit her mouth. Does he drink? Yes, heavily. Yeah. And he also is, um, I don't know if he's still addicted, but he was he was a heroin addict at one time. Yeah. And um, every once in a while, he'll go, like, like was in September, he went and, and um, bought some heroin and shot up. And then recently, like a month ago, he um, took some, like, animal painkillers, acepromazine. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and he wrecked our car. So we have, like, we need, like, yeah. know, we have to share cars now. And he broke my car's windshield one day. Well, what was that? In like the way the wipers were looking at him or something when he was drunk? <laughs> well, him and my mom were driving my car uh, and they were arguing and he punched the windshield. Yeah. All right. This guy's complete ass. And, yeah. you, and your Very mom compelling. is, uh, you know, I mean, your mom's the one who found him and lured him into the nest. So she's got well, some serious issues, too. And it's a, yeah. evidently well, a pattern that she's had as well. Oh, yes. You don't no. just um, automatically switch Take over somebody. to the abusive dudes at like 43. That's been going on. Of course. All right, so um, we got to go to break. Here's how I would wrap this up. Don't disagree with me, even if you do disagree with me, John. Um, <laughs> she, uh, Michelle, really, her, her mom's pretty much a lost cause here. I mean, she's had a whole life of this. She bails the guy out of jail after he gives her a fat lip. This is uh, He has a whole long resume of uh, substance abuse and physical abuse. Michelle needs to just get out of that environment, tell her mom what she thinks, maybe uh, get her involved with some kind of Al-Anon or something like that. But she needs to get out of that environment, and then Michelle needs to work on not finding an abusive dude who abused um, to abuse her just like dear old dad did. I think I turned that into one word, but I meant dear old dad. Stepdad. <laughs> Stepdad. Yeah, and I'm guessing I'm guessing real dad was no prize either. All right, we'll be back with uh, more from uh, Crystal Method and Dr. John. Loveline is brought to you by Confidential Connection. Hi, I'm Jerry Springer, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, we had Jerry uh, on here. You know what I didn't know about Jerry that didn't put in his uh, bio is he was mayor of St. Louis, Cincinnati. Oh, for Christ's sakes, all the same place, Mike. He was mayor of Cincinnati, and he got uh, tossed out for uh, screwing around with some hookers in a limousine or something. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, life imitating oh, art or art imitating art. He's got a good life. sense of humor though about his show. Though. Yeah, oh, yes, he does. He's a genius, that man. All right, uh, Crystal Method is here. Dr. John is filling in for Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. And back to the phones we go. Chris, you're 15. Chris? Hey. Hey. He answered the bong initially. You got the phone now, Chris? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Go, go um, ahead. Chris, I'm at um, I'm a DJ from um, San Jose Electronic DJ. Uh-huh. And I want to um, I wanna know some questions about how to get started. So, uh, start DJing or making records? Um, to get a um, record deal. Getting a record deal. As a DJ or as a... DJ, yeah. Ah. 
Well, hmm. I mean, that that is sort of like uh, compilation CDs and mix CDs and all that stuff. But, I mean, we're... We're more like a band that, you know... Put the phone down and get to work, basically. <laughs> well, there's you... no, there is no, you know, secret hotline, you know, record deal number, you know, where you can call up or... You just need to, you know, focus on your abilities and uh, and hope for the best. you got you got to have some product to pass around, though, right? Yeah, that's important. <laughs> I, well, mean, I, mean, yeah, I mean, how do you make a CD? You, can you uh, make a CD? Yeah. What do you mean? With that kid? Yeah, can you? Hey, do you do you have the capabilities of making a CD, Chris? Yeah, I got um friends that that make. I recorded like two demo tapes, demo CDs. All right, so what should he do with those? Uh, Send them to uh, City of Angels. City of Angels. Yeah, they're in LA. Oh, uh, well, what's the address? Uh, you can call a directory assistant. Huh? Call directory assistants in Los Angeles. Okay. But what's your DJ name, Chris? Uh, DJ Ironic. DJ Ironic? Yeah. And do you, you work at a club or something? No. What are you, you're 15? Yeah. You spin at the Chuck E. Cheese? No. No. Do you or, have turntables? I just, huh? Do you have turntables? No, there's, um, I got some things that are like turntables. There's CD, a CD, C, CDS. They're, it makes it like, like the CD like play like a turntable. Oh yes, it's yes. a pitch control. Network. Gotcha. Where do you do your DJ? At uh, my friend's house. Oh, so always a party going on over there. Huh? <laughs> Is that DJing? Can you DJ at your friend's house? Don't you have to have a group? Uh, doesn't it have to be people are drinking and stuff. Huh? Or now can you just DJ alone? Yeah. You could do that. Uh, <laughs> most DJs are practicing DJing. Oh, I see. So Chris, maybe you can get a job at, at like a club or something, right? Yeah, I'm trying. When I'm 18, I hope I do that. Okay. Well, just keep, uh, you know, making those CDs and sending them out and getting anyone you can to listen to them and see. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, half the acts we get on this show, it turns out that somebody got hold of a demo and gave it to someone, and then it floated around the back of their car for a year and a half, and then it was under their coffee table because the coffee table wobbled for a while, and then somebody put it in because they thought their tape deck was broken and it was eating tapes, so they put it in, and they but it didn't eat it, and they ended up listening to it, and that turned out to be the daughter of a big record exec. Uh -huh. Now that never happens. <laughs> never happens. Our method was a lot easier. We just got a CD over to Jed the Fish. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a star maker, that Jed the Fish. <laughs> he can't make himself a star, but he makes everyone else a star. That's a nice... Jed's nice. He's great. He's, I think he's clinically insane, but he's really nice. He should... Mm -hmm. um, he, if he did any other profession, he'd be locked up immediately. Katie. Um, yeah. Hey, you're 13. Yeah. Um, I've got sort of a problem. Every time I get into a relationship... After it starts getting more serious than just kissing, I freak out. Mm -hmm. I start like hating him. Yeah, you're yeah. thirteen. That's 13. good. Thirteen. Yeah, but it's you like, still you got the cootie factor to contend with at thirteen. No, but I'm like real flirtatious. It's just that once I can't get close to a guy. It's just, I mean, I've had like a hard past, and it's like it mm. freaks me out. All right, so it's not that you're like nervous or, or coy, but it's that you you were traumatized. Well, sort of. My dad's like a drug addict, and my mom's HIV positive. So yeah, that's trauma. Did uh, well, are they that still together? Yourself? Um, no. Oh, okay. My dad was in Reno and <clears throat> kind of like abandoned us. So how did how did your mom get to be HIV positive? Um, her fiance didn't tell her until the last minute. 
until like a week before they were getting married and I found out she she went in for a drug test before they got married because he just wanted to make sure and they told her well we have to check you for something and then they ended up telling her she to be positive and they just went ahead with the marriage yeah, um no he left after she found out oh I see all right oh boy uh, Katie is there any trauma in your life directly have you been abused or anything um, verbally, kind of, and emotionally, okay. but my dad, he's like, when he has been around, yeah. he's been, like, really weird. He's, like, he's just a drug addict, so he's, like, you know, kind of freaky. And Yeah. Hey, uh, Katie, do you have any uh, guys that are just friends that you hang out oh, with? Oh, yeah, I have a lot of guys that are just friends. All right, so what's the what's the hurry to get so attached sexually? What's what's going on well, with that? Well, it's not sexually. It's, it really, it's just, like, when I'm, like, real flirtatious, but when it goes... Like, I can flirt a lot, but after that, it's just like, if he starts making passes on me, I freak out. I don't know, I get ner I get nervous when he starts getting serious. Yeah. Well, part of part of that's being 13, and the other part is uh, being sort of traumatized by male figures in your life, and not being able to trust them, and, you know, they basically screwed you over. Which actually is good, because um, it... it makes you it's like uh, you know it's like squirrels uh, they run when the car comes up the street and that's good they don't sit there otherwise you just run them over you know what i mean okay no i mean you got a little bit of that flight thing in and that's fine for a while keep yeah, you keep you out of trouble good you're not like getting that. laid god yes. bless you that's what we're saying keep, yeah keep running yeah, I'm telling you, guys are even, you know, uh, the HIV guy and your drug addict dad? Mm -hmm. Those were the good ones. <laughs> they get worse from there. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Adam? She's, she's pre-disaster. Yes. Do you like lemon meringue pie? Yeah. Because we're bringing you down one to the station. I like anything that has pie at the end of it. We figure that. You're the pie king. Um, I can't say the whole word, but S-pie <laughs> would be fine with me. Okay. Just as long as it has that uh, graham cracker crust. Okay. All right. Oh, you're going to bring it down? Yeah. All right. Well, just come down and bring me the pie, and then we'll finish healing you. Okay. Okay. I want to play this Crystal Method, so that's why I said that. I want my pie. And here's the beauty of me, by the way. I'm putting this out to all my listeners. Uh, you bake it, I'll eat it. And I'm not one of these guys who sniffs around, who's worried about this, looking for glass and pins and, um, you know, some kind of diuretics or anything. That, that, a total stranger in the parking lot uh, uh, could approach me with a Toll House cookie. I'd butt, pop it right in my mouth. That's how I am. That's how much I trust my We my could be fans. your royal tasters for these. Yeah. You guys. You guys could be my royal snack tasters. All right. Mike, why don't we play that crystal method? Huh? Yeah. Okay. This one is called Keep Hope Alive. And I said it's you tonight. Let's not forget. There is hope.
That is Crystal Method off of Vegas, Keep Hope Alive. You can also find that on the Replacement Killers uh, soundtrack, which is the new uh, Mira Savino, Tommy Chong movie, or whatever that guy. Chung Fat. Chung Young Fat says, yeah. And we'll be back. Truth to face. No way I'm going to make it on the outside. 94.7 NRK. Hey, this is John Stewart. You're listening to Love Lines, and the answer to your question is ointment. All right, Scott Kirkland and Ken Jordan are here. Collectively, they are the uh, Crystal Method. Don't confuse them with the Crystal Method that uh, was busted in the Alley Crack House uh, recently. It's not the same group. All right, and like that's going to be good for getting you out of pokey too. Hey, we're in the band <laughs> Crystal Method. I'll tell you the funniest thing was we were sitting there thinking. Uh, what if they ask us what our band name is? Uh, so we decided we were going to call ourselves Vegas. And so they asked us a million questions, right? That's what we did, everything. They never once asked us what the band name was. Like, Great. I always go with uh, Up With People. Yeah, Up With People. <laughs> Country Rock. <laughs> uh, Policeman's Ball. Hey, that'd be a good name for a band. No. It's kind of an 80s band, isn't it? Police, yeah, Policeman's Ball. Okay. Danny. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm falling apart here. You got me all thrown off uh, rhythmically here, John. I do. Stop, uh, is that Drew saying Nard? Hey, do you, uh, let's hear, you know, no, let's talk to Danny, and then we'll hear the uh, the uh, dance mix. They call me a fag, and they always like make fun of me, and oh. don't want to be around me. Oh, kids are so cruel. Oftentimes right, but cruel. What, uh, do you think you're gay? Yeah. Well, why do you think you're gay? Because I like guys. Oh, okay. Well, there's a no doubt. How do they know you like guys? I don't know. I haven't told anybody. They just kind of get that feeling? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Do you have any friends at school? Yeah. All right, and you hang out with them? I only have, like, two friends. Uh-huh. Do they know you like guys? No. Yeah. Here's the deal. We we always get in this sort of um, dilemma, which is, on one hand, you don't want to pe tell people to bury their feelings or their proclivities or whatever. On the other hand, high school can be long and painful. And why get your ass kicked for three years? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Danny, where are you from? San Jose, California. All right. Lots of high schools have uh, organizations like Gay Straight Alliance. It doesn't. Are you in high school? Yeah. It doesn't sound like you have a group like that. Mm, it may go under the heading of Drama Club. Do they have the Drama Club there, Danny? No. Oh, okay, because that's what my high school called it. I didn't know it was a, a gay and lesbian alliance at the time. They just called it the, the thespians. But it turned out, yeah, it was. Had no idea. It's very, it's diabolical, really, if you think about it. It's horrible. It's a place where gay people can meet and put on costumes and do, uh, do Shakespeare. And 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 uh, not get the reprisal they get. Uh, Danny, is there any support from any of the counselors at your school? Oh, sometimes they make fun of me too. Oh, yeah. See, that kind of seems like they're not doing their jobs no, uh, at not. that point. They're not at all. But is this, you know, like when I went to high school, we had counselors, but they were just counselors that told you what classes to take. They didn't counsel you. I mean, mm -hmm. I had Mr. Tomey just told me I was an idiot and I should just take another semester of high school math uh, when I was in the 12th grade. But he never he never sat well, me down and got probed me or anything. <laughs> and I think you know the way I meant probe, John. Are yeah. these uh, male counselors that are, that are giving you the grief? 
Yeah. Can, is there any female teachers or counselors that you could you can talk to that um, um, that might be able to support you and help you out? Um, I don't think so. Mm. What about a, a a gay and lesbian um, alliance in your community? I haven't an organization? heard of one yet. Well, I would suggest you look that up and okay. look for that in the Yellow Pages. They you... have that. Oh, uh, speaking of the Yellow Pages, I got the um, my uh, my um, buddy, the guy who works in my house. He brought by the uh, gay and lesbian Yellow Pages to me the other day. He, you guys you have go. never seen such a thing. It's amazing. It's it's uh, half you know it's half as thick as a regular phone book, but it still must be uh, five hundred pages in there, huh. and it's all gay and lesbian attorneys and plumbers and dentists and whatever's in the regular phone book, you can find it in the gay pages. Let your uh, fingers do the walking. Right to them right. gay pages. But the thing that's funny about the gay yellow pages is um, it's kind of like a, like a Blue Boy magazine. You open <laughs> the thing up. Now, here's the problem with the gay community. And let me just finish off uh, with uh, Danny here. Danny, don't tell people at your school you're gay. I, 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 don't, I hate to tell someone to lie, but there are people who don't understand. They can make your life difficult. And just go ahead and uh, stay on the straight and narrow. And then go ahead and when you get out of high school, hang out there. Whoever you want to hang out, uh, join a uh, uh, dance troupe, do whatever you got to do. But don't tell guys in high school you're gay. They're cruel. They can make life difficult on you. All right. And look into those community centers. So I'm looking through the uh, gay and lesbian yellow pages. And... I get to, um, the, they have like full and half page ads, and there's one for like the auto mechanics. They do brake linings, they do uh, rebuilds, they do smog checks. But there's a picture of this dude who looks like he just got out of the gym, and he's wearing a uh, pair of uh, overalls with no undershirt, but one of the arms is like kind of pulled down, exposing uh, his like right nipple. He has that strategically placed grease, a little bit on the cheek, a <laughs> little bit on the bicep, a uh, little oil, bicep glistening in the glistening sun. He's uh, got his head in the hood of uh, like a 69 Boss Mustang, and he's kind of flexing. And with the bandana tied around his neck, and I thought, am I supposed to? Am I supposed to get like a tune-up or just jack off? <laughs> and by the way, I would love to go down and look at some of these places because you know Duke ain't working at this place. There's a Mexican dude. He's he's five three. He's two hundred and seventy eight pounds. He's uh, drinking himself uh, some of that uh, camchata soda, <laughs> or what the hell that horchata. rice soda is, that horchata crap. <laughs> Leave it to the Mexicans. We'll take rice, cinnamon, and sugar. We'll turn it into pop. He's sitting there, and he's never heard of this ad. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. But yeah, I, I'm going to bring this yeah. thing in tomorrow. You'll get a, you'll get a huge like uh, kick it. out of this. I'd like to see it. And I'm thinking, why not? If you've got a business, you might as well just put an ad in the uh, gay and lesbian pages, too, and say, hey. They, they all say serving the gay community for yeah, over, someone, you know. I guess someone from the gay community might turn around and say, though, that in the straight pages, you'd probably have a girl in a bikini holding up the hood. Yeah, of the car. that's true. Sure. All the auto dismantlers with have the, some good-looking chick. With the, like, a... 
you know, the rent, the belt, whatever that is. That's your tool bag. Yeah. yeah. Very true. But it's, and when you go down there, it's the same 5'3 <laughs> Mexican dude who's 245 pounds who's pissed. That's true. You don't see that chick down there just like you don't see Turk down at this place. But the, the, same th on both sides. the thing that's funny about the uh, gay and lesbian thing is everything is now a double entendre. Yeah, come on down for a lube job or whatever. It's just it all. You just it all sounds like uh, uh, like uh, the uh, tail end of a gay joke, which sounded like the tail end of a gay joke. L Lena, Lena. Hello. What's your name? Lena. Lena, you're 27. Hi. What's going on? Um, let's see. I'm married. I've been married for a year and a half, and I recently got in touch with an old boyfriend. We we just want to be friends now. Mm. We we haven't been together for like four years, so I mean it was way over before I met my husband, and now my husband thinks that we want to get it on. Mm -hmm. Lena, why did you get in touch with your ex boyfriend? Well, I didn't. I I'm at a a point in my life where I don't want to hold any animosity towards anybody for you know stupid reasons. And so I just, you know, and I wanted to apologize for, I guess, being a putz to him before. And yeah. But you couldn't yeah. have just done that in the form of a letter and sort of moved on? That's what it was. Uh-huh. It was in a letter. And then he wrote back saying he was sorry, too, and he, you know, and we just wanted to be friends. And so I told my husband about this, and he got really pissed off and freaky. But the funny thing is, though... He introduced me to this girl that he, he just, he said it was nothing, but, you know, he went to the prom and stuff with her in high school, and, and we all went to coffee, and she and I got along really well. So it's a wash. All right, so you're even. So he won't uh, bring the prom date around anymore, and you um, don't get hooked up with your old boyfriend? Well, no, I mean, no. He, he still wants to, he, I mean, she calls and everything, and, yeah. you know, she's really nice. And, yeah. But it's it's kind of it's it's always a tricky subject getting uh, bringing in people that you've been uh, involved with into a current relationship. And here's the deal: it just sounds like trouble. I mean, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work. But why why chance why it? Why risk it? Why risk it? I mean, what's more important, your current relationship or this guy uh, that you haven't seen in four years so fine you even the score with him he knows um, you're sorry for all the things you did he apologized for uh, urinating on your car hood after you did whatever you did to him and everything's fine and we'll be back Crystal Method is here, Scott and Ken. Also, uh, John from uh, John's Mobile Therapy. Uh, there'll be a van coming to uh, your city soon. That's a good idea. That's good. Yeah, yes. why drag people into the office? Right. Mobile therapy. All righty. <laughs> oh, boy. He's sitting in for Dr. Drew, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Hey, it's Loveline. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. John filling in for Drew. Crystal Method here tonight. 
And I think we ought to play the uh, Dr. Drew Boogie, something we like to play when Drew's abroad. And uh, Lord knows. Drew's abroad? He certainly is. Don't let the uh, masculine features <laughs> fool you. You got it uh, queued up. And I want you guys to listen to this. And maybe, maybe you guys could do some sort of club remix of this. I swear, well, hold on a second. Could you seriously do this? I mean, it would probably take you. You guys could get stoned and do it in 15 minutes. Could you You guys think you could do some sort of club mix of this? Let's hear it. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Break it off. Uh, maybe in the wrong cart there, Mike. So she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me. Dr. Drew is right. Ow! Get down, get down. Have sex with me. Gee, it hurts. Have sex with me. Faggot better have sex with me. I want to have sex with me. I was bored, so I had my tongue pierced. I was bored, so I put a spear to my penis. Tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. Loser. You know, pee on this makes me sick. It hurts when I urinate. Makes me sick. Anal sex makes me sick. This guy's penis makes me sick. I've had anal sex. Gee, it hurts. I've got these lesions. Gee, it hurts. Still a virgin. Gee, it hurts. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? Ow. You're fat. Ow. Gay. Confused. Sick. Bored. Still a virgin. Dysfunctional. Can I say that? Dr. Drew is right. Do you Give guys think you could? Tape. You think you work with that? Give us the tape. Mike, uh, lay a couple of out of context Drew drops on the uh, crystal meth. He wants to right. groom this child for his, uh, you know, abuse farm. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, gay. <laughs> this guy is an asshole. Give us, uh, give us the hand. Uh, that's my one of my favorite. That and uh, faggot better run. Mike is uh, dutifully pushing his chair around the studio there. All right, you got it, Mike? I'm in pain. My breasts hurt. <laughs> I like that one. I'm in pain. <laughs> you got the uh, peyote button in there, too, Mike? All right. All right, you tell me when you're ready. Right, Mike, here's what I want you to do. Line up a few. Line up the faggot better run, the peyote button, and the hand. All right. And we'll just let you guys see, all right? Give us, give us a selection. And I, I know you're, I know you're busy. I know you're going out on tour. I got the dates uh, sitting right in front of me. But it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. But if you could just give it a little of that um, La Crescenta flavor. She drinks until she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night, but felt no effect. <laughs> and my favorite. <laughs> Oh, poor Mike's only got two cards. All right, give me one more. Now, if I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. This is not acceptable. When I was 14, I tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. You know. <laughs> All right, give me the hand, Mike. That'll be the last one. Just give me the hand, please. That's uh, one of my favorites. My lover likes me a lot, but sometimes I'm scared because he is very active. He gives me oral sex. I just give him... The hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, kudos to uh, Engineer Mike who put those uh, together. So, do you guys think <clears throat> you could give us some sort of love line dance club remix or something on that? Well, look at the uh, crystal method, uh, you know. 
balls to the wall. Yeah. Full force. Yeah. And uh, and I'll tell you, we'll uh, give the uh, we'll give you guys a plug each time. We'll, it'll be heard by a national audience. You know, there'll be something in it for you guys. All right. So uh, let's not forget this. We'll uh, not. You guys will work on it. Okay. Give us the tape. All right. Um, now, what should Mike do? Should Mike put those down on a tape? I think uh, Dad, uh, if he has one. I think Mike's down with it. Yeah, he actually knows what to do. Yeah, All right. So we saw him working with uh, this cool uh, Cynthia uh, drum machine program earlier. All right. So can you get those uh, those drops together for these guys to bring with them? Okay. You, you got to throw in a couple Adam. Uh, yeah. Throw a, I know you have an Adam. Uh, there's a couple collection. Adamisms in there uh, somewhere too. I guess. And All right. A Boobville, I think uh, that would be a good one. All right. So let's do. We could do a whole Loveline uh, dance mix. Hey, Adam. Speaking of Adam, you're 16. What's going on? Uh, not much. I just wondered um, when the crystal meth is coming to Oregon. Oh, let me see here. They're coming to uh, let's see, Florida, Chicago, Denver, the Seattle, uh, Portland. Yeah, here we go. Uh, the 7th of March. Cool. They're going to be at uh, Latuna. Luna. I mean La Luna. Yeah. A little Freudian slip there, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I just started listening to electronica music and uh, heard some of their stuff, and you guys are really great. Uh, thank you very much. You can uh, go catch them on the 7th at uh, La Luna. Cool. You going to do that? 7th of March? Yep. Right, yeah, I'll be there. You know where La Luna is? Yep, go there all the time. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, stay there next time you go and wait for uh, to wait till the seventh of March, and um, Crystal Method will be there. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks. Okay. Anthony. Yeah. You're 17. Uh huh. What's going on? Well, I have a problem with um, masturbating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I do it too much. I'm not sure though. I do it like three times a night. Yeah. Are, you, are you doing it right now? No. Okay. Uh, we caught him in a rare uh, idle moment. Yeah. This uh, must be the refractory time. Got the uh, Gatorade drip going in the IV. Duke's a hazard on the TV. Yeah, I have to take my break sometime. Well, you know, I uh, I heard some... Uh, <clears throat> well, I, I appreciate you thinking of us. I heard some really disturbing news um, about two weeks ago that some um, some some data came out to suggest that it somehow uh, robs a man of his uh, stamina, virility, or strength. Now, I know this is a wives' tale, and I know it's been around for a long time, but this was actually actually sort of backed up clinically, although they did it with mice somehow, and I, I, God knows how they extracted the uh, sperm. Yeah, they must have... Uh, must have had to get some like a um, really a slutty hamsters to go in there and like work them a little. But well, why couldn't you just use my penis? All right, Mike. Enough of those drops are very irritating. But uh, what's your question there, Anthony? Well, basically, I just want to know how much is too much, and I mean, if I do it too much, will it cut down on my sexual behavior in the future, or what? No. It does It does sort of take a little of the starch out of your sail, which is you don't, uh, when, when you're living uh, at the buffet, you tend not to go to the market and do, do the shopping. 
you know what I mean? When when you're when there's never more than three or four sperm in your body at any one time because they're constantly being removed, you tend not to. It it tends to take a little of the incentive out of you. And you tend not to go out and uh, meet women and do all those things that, you know, it, like the sperm is the great motivator. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. It, it really pushes guys to not only strike up relationships, but it, it, it makes them better on the football field and it makes them uh, better in the business world. It's a motivator. You sit around with no sperm in you. You're like a beached whale. But, Anthony, three times a night. Yeah. How come? Just because, well, it's not always, like, three times in a row or anything. Like, sometimes I'll do it earlier in the day and then two times at night or whatever. It's just because I'm bored, I guess. But it's three times a day. Three yeah. times a day. Yeah. You show me a guy who masturbates three times a day, I'll show you a guy who's fairly idle and a uh, comforter that uh, is like uh, Vietnam. Uh, on there. God knows uh, what a mess that would be. <laughs> you have to, like, uh, your mom, before she puts it in the hamper, has to, like, uh, key eye and put her elbow into the middle of it just to snap it in half like a taco shell and then bust, uh, bust it over her knee one more time. <laughs> you know, like when you test for your black belt and they use that uh, piece of pine? That's what they do with Anthony's hamper. They they drape it over two folding chairs and to test for your black belt, you got to snap that thing. They do it at like halftime of uh, football games. Guy gets out there and breaks it with his forehead. <laughs> All right, uh, Anthony. But see, here's the deal. You're you're you got too much time on your hands, so you're doing this too much. I don't think I don't think this activity is hurting you. I think your lack of activity is causing you to do this activity too much. Well, that might be it. Well, I mean, do you have a girlfriend? Are you involved with sports? You you do school? What do you do? You got a job? Um, usually, I have a girlfriend. I don't right now, but it isn't that, and I'm not involved with sports. But um, so, when you had a girlfriend, you still uh, hold on, honey. I'll um, I'll be right back, and went and and masturbated. <laughs> No, not while they were around. That'd be sort of, like, awkward if they walked in or something, but... Yeah, women take that personally. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've learned through trial and error. Come on, babe. I was thinking of you. Don't be so uptight. Uh, yeah, what's the magazine for, then? Oh, I was putting her, uh, your face on her uh, jugs. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not in this one? Oh, jeez. All right. I don't get my money back. All right, uh, Anthony, you think it's a problem. That's the deal. You sound a little slowed down. He sounds a little depressed. Why don't you uh, see if you can... Uh, he sounds too comfortable with uh, with it, really. Yeah, like it's... Yeah, I can tell you okay. something. I'm far from de depressed. I'm like the smart aleck in school and everything. I mean, I'm not depressed. I'm just tired. You're not. All right, well, why don't you get a job after yeah, school? Fine. Get something that tires you out a little. Takes um um t takes a little of the um, testosterone out of you, doing you know you get some job where you like uh, stack lumber or something all day after school and then go home and masturbate once. Cynthia, you guys ever masturbate and then like forty five minutes later you go hey oh hey you know what I'm gonna do tonight I'm gonna masturbate and then you go wait a minute I just <laughs> masturbated oh man I got a problem. You ever have that thought? Uh, I'm sure that's happened to both of us. Yeah. 
You do that. Yeah, I do that like three times a week. I go, I'm going to masturbate later. And then I go, wait a minute, I just went. My pants are on my ankles now. <laughs> Cynthia? Yeah? You're 15. Yeah, it's like whenever I'm like going to hook up with a guy or I like a guy, like once I know I can have him, I don't want him anymore. And like sometimes I still go out with him, but just like, like I don't guy, like him. Yeah. You, know, you got a penis? No. No, okay. I have to ask a tough question, Cynthia. Uh, this is a syndrome that guys suffer from, and uh, but women do as well. Usually, for the guys, it's they go out and have sex with them a few times, and then they decide they don't want them. Guys don't decide they don't want them before they get to sex, because that is sort of um, uh, futile. It's a, it's a waste. Uh, they consider it a waste of their time and, and money. But women since they only need the emotional part of it sometimes, can just have the guy, know the guy's drawn in and then go, okay, battle's over. Why do you think you do this? I don't know. It's like, I don't want to. Like, I want to actually go out with a guy and like him. Mm-hmm. So you just get tired of him? Uh, no, it's not even that. It's like, I'll be, like, physically attracted. It just disgusts me. It's so just, being, being sexual disgusts you? Well, not really. The the guy disgust you? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think maybe it disgusts me that like he'll actually want me. Uh oh, mm. uh, I we gotta do a little gambling here. Wait a second. <laughs> <I gotta> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of gambling. Should we gamble on you, so. Cynthia? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right to gamble, right? Mhm. Mm okay. Bring out the chips. That's good enough. You guys got any money? Yeah. What happened to the chips? Should I have a dollar? Get the chips, oh, the chips. Who brought those chips? Bobcat. Yeah, we it blew them out. I think Lycus ate them. <laughs> he thought they had chocolate in them. <laughs> oh, they're in the locker. All right, hey, John, get a dollar out. Come on. Yeah, oh. where's your? Did you bring some money? I'm I'm running a little light. I, are you usual. kidding? I had to clean out my effing ashtray so I could get a burrito at Taco <laughs> Bell tonight. That is uh, how little cash I have. All right, thank you. I got a fiver again. Oh, you do. All right, hey, can we make change? change. All right, we got four uh, four bucks here for you. All right, this is, uh, boy, I'm really, uh, boy, if I win, I'm coming out way on top here. <laughs> yeah. So we got a big Not pot. It's a buck and a quarter for everybody. All right, now, you know how the game is played. Cynthia's 15 years old. We, She gets disgusted that guys would be into her. She no, thinks no, that's... No, but first she's into the to She's the into the guy. The right. She's into the crush. Right. And then once she knows she can have them, right? she's not into it. Right. And here's what we're gambling on. What kind of environment did she grow up in? What is her past like? What were her parents like? Alcoholism, abuse, perhaps nothing. That's uh, not, a bad, not a bad guess either. That works every once in a while. All right, who wants to go first? All right, Ken? Um, I'm going for nothing. Oh, Don't... you bastard. All right, you're going, you're going with, that means no alcoholism. That's right. I'm no thinking... abuse. Parents still together? Uh, yes. Okay. So the family's intact in a relatively normal environment. No no, uh, no overt abuse, nothing like that. Right? Yes. Okay. Scott? Uh, I'm saying she has a... I think she has a bad relationship with her father. Uh-huh. She's, uh, she's looking for men. She's looking for that satisfaction, mm -hmm. that sort of that thing that she misses from somebody mm -hmm. in her family. And then once she gets it, she's, she realizes, well, wait a second, this is this isn't right. This is a, this is my father. I don't like this. I don't want to strained know, relationship with dad. Is dad still around? Um, 
Yeah, he's he still comes over and. Oh, they're divorced, but she still yeah, sees him. Yeah. All right, and they have a bad relationship. He's like a stock worker somewhere. Okay, got no time for him. Huh? All right, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Parents recently <coughs> separated or divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she has low self-esteem. Yes. All right. Low self-esteem yes, because parents recently divorced. broke up. I am going to go with uh, the um, more aggressive uh, something done to her. I know you're making that face, but um, I'm you know basically uh, many of my options have been used up by you. Someone, know, has, to act, someone has to act like Drew tonight, right? Somebody's <laughs> got to go with the sexual abuse. You always. All right. Well, I can say abuse. I'm going with abuse. Oh. Oh, you oh, went. Oh, you, you went with Paris got divorced. You wussy. <laughs> you do this for a living, please. <laughs> Christ's sake, uh, that's nothing. Everyone's Cynthia, parents are divorced. Cynthia? Mm-hmm. All right, what happened? Well, I mean, I guess kind of, like, there's a lot of you that are right, just bits and pieces. Like, my parents are divorced, but they're divorced when I was, like, one. Okay. Jones my out. stepdad's an alcoholic mm-hmm. and physically abused me. Uh-huh. Is but, he? All right, yeah. Does he still physically abuse you? Um, No, because my mom and my stepdad are separated. When did he physically abuse you? Um, as long as I can remember, up until I was about 13. Uh, um, so from age, you know, 2 or 3 to 13? Pretty much. Oh, boy. And um, what about... So you knew maybe, the answer to your problem before you called, right? Maybe Ken... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> maybe... Well, let's see if we can help uh, Ken out here. Oh, actually, uh, Scott. Um, uh, where's your real dad? Um, he lives in Michigan. Do you have a relationship with him? Um, I see him like once a year, but I mean, it's a pretty good relationship. Mm-hmm. Is he a CPA? No. What's he do? Um, I'm not really sure. He's some kind of engineer. Engineer like, uh, does he wear a tie to work? Um, I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm do, trying to make do, a do case you wish for you. Do you wish he would call more? <laughs> <laughs> do you wish your dad would take more interest in you? No. You don't? No. Why not? Oh, I, I don't know. It's just, I, we have an okay relationship. It, it's just, I don't think think that it's okay with the distance. Because he, he could be like your stepfather, right? The one that has been abusing well, you. No. He never abused me. Yeah. All right, listen, I'm taking the five. You should take it. Yeah. Why, Thank wait, you, Kev. Why are you taking it? I said abuse. I went with abuse. You guys, uh, you went with perfect family. You went with newly divorced. Um, Scott, you went with something, a war tie or something. I I, I got abuse yeah. there, fellas. Cynthia, have Five you ever gotten any of... help for this? Um, no. Have you talked really to anybody? Lost out on yeah. I would, I would definitely <laughs> suggest that, Cynthia. Given the, the history of the abuse, I think it would be helpful for you to be talking with somebody about it. Counselor at your school... Maybe yeah. you, with your mom. It, does right, your mom a, know about what went on? Yeah. And what's uh, she doesn't want to get you any any counseling for this? I like I've asked her about it, but she like she doesn't think that I need it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, here's you, here's what you need to say to your mom. I, I don't know if you have this kind of relationship with your mom. Uh, maybe you want to write this down. You just have to say, uh, Mom, I I did suffer a lot of abuse. Maybe you don't want to come to terms with that because maybe you feel somewhat responsible for it because uh, you brought the guy in who abused me. 
I'm 15, I'm becoming a woman, I'm having difficulty with relationships, I don't want to make the same mistake you made, you idiot, <laughs> so I need some counseling. That's basically it. I mean, you're you're becoming a woman. You're getting into relationships. You were abused, and it's hard to function in a relationship when you come from that kind of environment. And your mom is uh, doubling down on the abuse now because uh, not only did she kick pops out and bring in the abuser, she's now trying to minimize it by not wanting to get you help. And naturally, mom is minimizing it. It's to ease her guilty burden, mm -hmm. right? Because if mom really stepped up to the plate and said, "My God, you're you're injured emotionally. You need some you need some counseling," it'd be it'd be admitting what she did to you. And by the way, right. moms, I blame you just as much as I blame the abusive dads. And I'll tell you why: because there's an a-hole on every corner. You go out, you find them, you bring them back to the nest, you bring the wolf in, and you tell them to guard the chicken coop. And we all turn it on the guys. And the guys do belong in prison, these guys, no right. doubt about it. But there's violent, abusive, uh, misogynistic, uh, alcoholic uh, pedophiles on every corner. It takes mama to go out to the Red Onion, <laughs> scoop this guy up a, off a bar stool, and drag him back over to the apartment and let him watch the kitties. You need to take some responsibility for that, moms. All right. Man. <laughs> All right, we're going to break. Don't settle for less than America's best. Hey, what the f*** is up? This is Mark from Blink-182, and you're listening to F***ing Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. F***ing Drew. Hey, speaking of uh, Blink-182, they'll be in tomorrow night. Hey, and if you like the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, the song you hear in the background, you're going to love Crystal Method. It's really the same thing, minus the trombone, uh, two saxophones, uh, kettle drum, and um, what, uh, trumpet. Well, our whole album is kind of like a remix, but without using any of their original stuff right. at all. <laughs> right, it's, so it really it's mirrors exactly it. the same, but just completely different at the same time. Scott and Ken are both here from Crystal Method. Let me uh, give uh, some quick plugs to uh, Crystal Method if uh, you're uh, in a town that they're coming to and want to see them soon. Uh, starting uh, February 6th. What is that? Uh, is that uh, Friday? Friday yeah. They'll be in uh, San Diego. Then the 7th will be in Vegas. The 8th will be in uh, Tempe, Arizona. 15th Orlando. 16th Tampa. 17th Fort Lauderdale. Well, you guys are nuts, and I'm just reading the towns that we're in. So uh, you're in, you're you're booked all the way through. Not a lot of days left. Twentieth, they'll be in uh, Washington D.C. Twenty-first, Boston. Twenty-eighth, they'll be in uh, Chicago, and uh, then in March they'll be in uh, Minneapolis on the first, Denver, Salt Lake City on the fourth, uh, Portland and Seattle on the seventh and eighth, Sacramento on the tenth, the eleventh, Santa Cruz, twelfth, San Francisco, thirteenth. Um, they'll be in Hollywood, and the 14th, they'll be in um, Palm Springs, where the Betty Ford Clinic is, <laughs> in uh, rehab. <laughs> yes. hey, re rehab is for quitters. You guys, uh, how are you going to do that? Sir, that sounds completely insane. Um, we're, we're getting used to it. Our manager, he's like all for the... No day off ever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Most managers are that way. Do you, uh, <laughs> we we agreed to it early on, so now we're just in the routine. You know. Just... But you don't. You guys don't have like. Uh, you don't have to have like a big semi full of uh, equipment, do you? Or do you? Mm, what do you need? No, we. Um, 
we spent all of our money on, on a really nice tour bus and with a big well, trailer. No, I mean, we actually have a lot of gear for just the two of us, but we don't travel with staging and that kind of stuff. We travel with lights, but we don't travel with, you know, the PA and all and the stages and all that stuff. So. Right. Hey, in the old days, did you used to have to bring your own PA to these places? Well, not, I mean, not you guys, but I mean, back when, or do you know? When we first started, we were like the tour manager, the roadies, and everything. So we would, we had it down to a science where we would carry on some gear, check some gear, right, the weights down and the sizes. And I think back in the old days, though, it was... Um, clubs. Uh, well, for rock bands, I think they brought, you know, all their PA, their stacks and all that right. nonsense, and then... Um, and then I think the, they're probably the regular sound system. You know, it's hard to say. I was trying to figure out whether they bring all of the uh, all of those uh, amps and speakers and everything, oh, yeah. or they're just there. No, this is the thing. There's a choice always. If you're a huge act, then you want that consistency every night, the exact same stage, exact same sound, and everything. Right. So they choose to bring all that stuff. I see. It's cheaper. To like use existing stages and PAs and rent them there. Right. To you don't get the, the luxury of the exact same stuff every right, night. Right. Right. But the Rolling Stones don't want to use the Tandy stuff. They, they have like three complete ones. They take so long to build. They have like ones being built. They're playing on one. Then there's another one somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you got to have another one going up as you're playing on the one uh, that you're currently okay, on. It's another world. Chris. Chris. Yeah. Hey, you're 14. Yeah. What's going on? Well, my my girlfriend. I caught my girlfriend cheating on me, and um, I like went skating with all my friends. Mm-hmm. And I saw her like kissing somebody in the corner. Mm-hmm. God. And I like don't know who he is. And, like, <sighs> I don't know what to do. I miss those days when that was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like, hey, come on, hey, quit tonguing that guy. Let's <laughs> go. On. Let's go. The kids are out in the car. Let's go now. Yeah, he wouldn't even bring it up. Oh, oh, this carefree days when smooching was cheating. Uh, you don't know who the guy is. And was she really making out with him? Mm -hmm. And she was doing it where you were? Mm -hmm. Skating rink, man. Didn't she know you were there? No. Oh, so you sort of went to the skating rink. She didn't know you are going to be there, and then you, you caught her. Mm -hmm. you, didn't, you didn't confront him, I guess. Mm -mm. You didn't say anything? Mm -mm. You haven't talked to her? Mm -mm. How do you know it was her? Well, kind of hard not to tell. Yeah, but she never spotted you? Mm -mm. And did any of your friends see her or anything? Mm -hmm. And you never seen the guy before? He doesn't go to your school or anything? Mm -mm. Maybe he, like, drives a Zamboni or something? <laughs> it wasn't like mouth-to-mouth -mouth or... A real chick magnet, that Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they go park it up in Mulholland and make a... <laughs> So I think maybe you should tell her, huh? Mm-hmm. What do I tell her? Well, you didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, it's not as if you were following her around or anything. No. Mm-mm. Uh, why not ask her what she was doing? Say so you saw her and confront her on it. You're going to try that? Mm-hmm. Do you really like her? Mm-hmm. Yes. How long have you been going out? Um, Probably about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Does she think you're her boyfriend? Because sometimes there's confusion. I've had this happen uh, numerous times. <laughs> have you kissed her? Yeah. How much? Have you gone any further with her? No. No. But if you guys made a commitment, you said, uh, will you go steady or whatever you say? 
Um, pretty much. You, you did. You said, will you be my girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And she said, yes. Mm -hmm. As soon as I'm done kissing this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, Chris, you have to confront her. All right. Give her a chance to explain herself. All right. I don't think um, I if if it, if it, if in fact it was her and she was making out with the guy, it probably would be a deal breaker. And I'm guessing she may have been a little bit confused and didn't think of Chris as her only boyfriend. But you gotta you gotta ask. And here's the deal: if, if she was making out with the guy, then that's it. Just move on. Yeah, move on. Don't um, <laughs> don't get into that circle. Uh, nip it in the bud, Jay. Hi, um, I got a question for Crystal Method. Here they are. Hello. 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 Yeah, I got a question. Me and my friend, like, want to have, like, a techno band, kind of. We've written, like, a couple songs on, like, the piano and stuff. And mm -hmm. we just kind of wondering, like, how, how you could get started more, because, like, we're kind of looking in the market, like, buying, like, synthesizers and stuff. And uh, Well, first, it's really good that you wrote a song first, uh, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a conventional way, so it might be a pretty decent song to begin with. But, uh... Uh, you know, it, you're going to have to get some gear if you're going to want to start uh, you just, you, demoing. You just need stuff. to go in and, and you know, the price of research way down. Yeah, just research it. Just go in and, and, you know, make an intelligent decision and buy the things that, that, you know, you like working with. What would be your first piece of equipment if you had a song on a piano and you wanted to turn it something out? You can, you can, I, you can make really decent recordings now with just a couple of things now, like a... Sampling drum machine and one good synth, you can make a pretty decent record. I've had people tell me like to go to a pawn shop and buy like an old '80s one or something just to get started. And no, really, pawn shops are rook anyway. I don't know anything about how much jewelry costs or uh, organs or, or trumpets, but I know how much tools cost. I know the retail and wholesale of almost every tool. And I'll go into pawn shops and I'll look up uh, some beat-up old uh, Milwaukee Sawzall with uh, rust on it and part of the, uh, you know, not even a, not even a variable speed, but a two-speed. They'll want like 135 bucks for it. And I'll, go, I'll go down to the uh, goddamn home club and get that for 129 with a warranty. Yeah, pawn shops aren't with the Yeah, they're rooks. I think you go there to buy guns uh, when you're felons. That's about it. I think the ones in Vegas, they have like coffee and, you know, like, you know, they get somebody to meet you when, they, when you walk in. It's just, uh, it's sort of ridiculous. There's a dicey job. <laughs> pawn shop in Vegas. So it's like the Cork Trinity, a good one, because I've been kind of looking mm, at that one. Well, I mean, they have things called uh, uh, workstations now, which basically combine sequencing, sampling, and synthesizers in one box, which are kind of cool. Uh-huh. Um, How much does something like that cost, though? That's, you know, it's maybe two grand or whatever, but Holy this used to cost maybe twenty, dollars $100,000 altogether. So now it's in one box for like 2000 But, it, you know, it's just like, a, you know, a car. I mean, you know, we like our cars, and they're really great, but you might not, you know, feel comfortable in them or, you know, even like dealing with that. You don't like the color or whatever. So You may not be a Vega man. Is yeah, exactly. So you just need to you need to, need to test drive some of that equipment that's out there. There's a lot of it that... Um, that uh, pretty cheap and uh, get started I, I swear to god every time i hear one of these commercials about the guitar center <laughs> and they're having a red tag sale it's the, it's the truck yeah. pour and uh this weekend, this weekend all <laughs> and they got the uh, fox on the run a riff from sweet in the background and the guys go tuscany drama facts <laughs> 
was $1,219. Now, $129. And I'm going, Jesus Christ, i got to start a band. Drum, drum kits, a nickel, drum, drumsticks, a penny. I'm thinking, what other, um, what other retail store do they knock stuff down like 1,400%? There's got to be something to this, but because they're organ, they're 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 advertising synthesizers that were going for twenty four hundred bucks, and they're now selling them for two hundred nineteen bucks. You don't you don't hear um, demo only one available. You know that's oh that's the one you miss. Oh, okay. Because I swear I want to start a band every time I, I hear that. It, I hate that I'm separated from those kind of savings by not being able to play an instrument. And I always, every time I hear one of those, I always wish, and, and here's the kind of retarded thinking I have. I wish they'd do something like that with tools or pornography or something that I have a love for. Rich. Hey. You're 18. Yes, I am. What's going on? Nothing much. Okay. Well, let's put you back on hold then. And, uh, keep uh, Michelle. Hi. You're 25. Yeah. You're on with Crystal Method. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I just, I don't know if it's so much a problem, but I'm 25 and I haven't had a boyfriend for like, a steady boyfriend for over five years. Mm-hmm. And at my age, you know, it's like my, biolog- my biological clock is ticking. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if I'm too picky. I know I'm picky. Right. So it's not like I, I don't want to go out with just anybody. So, uh, therefore, I don't have very many dates. I right. get asked out all the time, but not by the guy I, I want to go out with, you know? Yeah, that's everyone's um, story. I, I ended up falling for somebody who I thought was going to ask me out. I thought, you know, that he dug me and everything, and he got married, like, a couple months later. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of threw me off, and I, I also have kind of, like, a hard time letting go of of things. All right, John, wrap this up in about 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> well, Michelle, I have a hard time seeing really what, what the problem is. Well, I think The problem is that I'm, I'm not finding the right the right person, and then maybe when I no. end up finding the right person, and okay. I really like him, and he likes me, I'm not going to know what to well, do. Well, hold on. It's been Ho- six years. All right, hold on. You're 25. I think you should, you should uh, relax. Take it easy. Relax. Uh, get into some relationships. Go slow. Don't worry about it too much right now. And um, look into whatever that is in you that's going after guys that are sort of unavailable, like guys that are getting married and turning away guys Perhaps. that uh, are available. That would be the key. All right, when we come back, we'll speak to uh, Rich, who I put on hold foolishly, because now I look up at the screen here, and it says is playing with blow-up dolls. Wants to know if that's a problem. It is Loveline. Scott and Ken are both here from Crystal Method. Dr. John is here filling in for Dr. Drew. Forget about the phone number. Forget about the fax number. Let's just go back to the phones and speak to Rich, who's 18. Rich? Hey. Hey. Um, I have, like, a problem. Me and my friend, we go down to, like, you know what F Street is? F Street? Bookstore. What city are you calling from? San Diego. Oh, yeah, F Street. Bookstores, uh, Where the bookstores are? The adult. Yeah, the adult bookstores? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I bought this um, blow-up doll. Yeah. You know, I, only, I only did it once, man. It hurt, but... You had sex with the blow-up doll? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's normal or not. Well, 
At 18, you know. When on F Street, do as the effins do, I, I say. That's my motto. Hey, what about your friend? Did you have to, did you go in on halves on it or something? Oh, no, no. Did you guys you team it? No. <laughs> did you take it to dinner? <laughs> no. No, you just had sex with it? No, yeah. Yeah. And where where is it now? It's in my closet. Uh-huh. Is it fully inflated or? No, it's deflated. Yeah. Best. Are you living at home? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that can be sometimes disturbing. Rich, yeah, my mom doesn't like it. How did you get the idea to do this? Uh, I I have liked lots of videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just go ask you a lot, and I just been looking at them. Like I was like curious, you know. So you're way past masturbating, I guess. Oh, I yeah, I do that a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. and how many Five, what, is is that a two or three uh, input doll? <laughs> it's three. Three. Yeah. Mouth. Right. And, right. Yeah. You, 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 and then you have that little uh, tube where you can blow it in. That's a whole different yeah, do you thing. count that as a four? <laughs> I, I could probably use that. I don't think it's it. Do they have some sort of adapter for guys with small penises? <laughs> no. No. Okay. So, you know the thing that's rough about those blow-up dolls? Um, I used to... Uh, I had a neighbor drop one off, actually. It's kind of weird, but... Um, Apparently, when I lived uh, in this apartment in North Hollywood, there was this uh, pervert who lived um, like three units over, and I never knew about it. And one day, he moved out, and he left um, just like like three metric tons of vibrators, dildos, and inflatable stuff. And my landlord, you can take this any way you want to take it, uh, came up with a huge box of dildos and inflatable dolls and butt plugs one day, and he went, Yeah, hey, I was cleaning out this guy's apartment, and I, um, well, I figured you guys could <laughs> use this stuff. Or, you know, I mean, we hear like a lot of noise coming out of the place and stuff. And anyway, I didn't want to throw it out, and you can't really give it to the, uh, you know, mission or anything. So, anyway, uh, do with it what you will. And uh, you were thrilled. I so they had they had an inflatable doll. Yeah, but it really been worked. I mean, it really been. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't use it, but it was kind of novelty fun. Take the oversized dildo and put on the hood of the car and drive around the neighborhood. You know that kind of stuff. But um, but Rich, you know the thing. The stuff is the picture of the box shows the picture of like a really hot porn star. Yeah, it did. I thought it looked like that. Yeah, it's like, wow, I'm going to be with Buffy St. James. And then you blow the thing up, and it's like, uh, no. <laughs> no. Was like, it was funny. Me, as we're driving home, I blew it up and stuff. Yeah. We were just making jokes out of it. Couldn't wait. Really make out make out in the car a little bit before you head up to the path. You blew her, and she blew you. Huh? All right, so did it feel good? At first, it started to hurt, but then it started, it did, but then right. the thought of it is, ah, disgusting. Yeah. 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 I never sense. thought I'd go so low. Right. And you didn't throw her out, did you? <laughs> no, no. She's I still in the closet. <laughs> How about uh, finding yourself a real gal? You know, I, had tr I have. Oh, you have? No, no, I'm still a virgin right now, but... I, oh, you are? Well, I don't know. I just got off I don't the know if you count that as a virgin. Huh? Well, you had sex with a simulated know. woman. Yeah, that's not a real thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? I think it'd probably Kinda feel better if half. you did with a... Yeah. You didn't go down on her first, did you, Rich? No. Okay. So then, then you got a real problem. All right, Rich, here's what you need to do. Stop going down to F&F &F Street and go find yourself uh, a woman. And don't tell her about that uh, inflatable <laughs> doll. 
okay? Throw the doll away. Yeah, no, don't throw it away, but hide it in your dad's closet in case there's problems. I mean, you just don't need to have that stuff found on your person, you know? It's, it, oh, oh, we're going to play a song. Okay. Where the hell is that? Yes, uh, Crystal Method has themselves out of CD. Actually, it's been out since uh, August 23rd, uh, I believe. 26th, Whatever. <laughs> Uh, Check Ken's mic off, please. Oh, did, <laughs> that's my birthday. Is that intentional? Oh, that's weird. Twenty third. Is that why I said that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, okay. you know, it's a whole thing. <laughs> All right, this one is uh, the CD's called Vegas, and this one's called Coming Back.
What the hell is that? Coming back from uh, Crystal Method off of the uh, Vegas CD. And uh, the story behind that is uh, that's a sample you guys had from a woman like four or five years ago. Did you say 92? Well, we d we demoed that track with the, with the singer Trudy um, like in 92. Yeah, right. And uh, we always plan on redoing the track for the album. And we brought her back in to recut the vocals, but uh, we liked the original ones better. So we used the her original vocals, but redid everything else. Was she pissed off about that? No, no. she was happy. Yeah, she was? Well, she was just she was happy know, to... Do we tell her? This is, oh, she, we hadn't okay. talked to her. We hadn't talked to her in like three years. And all of a sudden, she gets a phone call. We, we're putting out a record, and we right. like to use this track that you kind of blew off, you know. And she's a performance artist? Yeah, she's 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 really... Um, yeah, she's cool. She's interesting. Cool. She's, she's kind of nutty, though, right? A little nutty. Why do you got to be nuts to be a performance artist? I think it helps. <laughs> Okay. See, that's uh, that's all the therapy you need. <laughs> Answers like that. All right, we'll be back with more Crystal Method after this. All right. Well, mercifully, another love line is ground to a halt. Scott Ken, Crystal Method, gonna be at the show on the thirteenth, right? Yeah, at the uh, Palladium. Yeah. What what day is that? It is a uh, Friday. It's a Friday. Friday. Oh, it's uh, us. Uh, 